Warning, the following program is solely intended for a mature audience. Any of the idiotic opinions and views expressed on this show are solely opinions of Dark Cringe Radio and not of its advertisers, which is completely pointless because this poorly produced, dumbass podcast has no advertisers. Furthermore, any rebroadcast or redistribution of Dark Friend Radio podcasts without per- the permission is strictly prohibited. If you do, we will find you. And then we will send three black-eyed children to your home or office to collect your soul. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Happy Halloween! And this is Dark Fringe Radio. Thanks for joining in, everyone. You stumbled upon the Creepy Corner Podcastville. I'm your host, Will Martinez. Riding solo tonight. My co-host is out of commission. Jay, get better. I hope you get better soon, buddy. Tonight, we're going to be talking about cryptids. And uh, we're going to be speaking with uh, one of the utmost authorities in the cryptid community, Mr. Lon Strickler who is uh, gracious enough to uh, come on the podcast and uh, give his insight about the Chicago Mothman sightings. And there's been about 50 sightings since the beginning of the year, so this is uh, pretty significant and very rare for a cryptid sighting. So we'll get into uh, some deep conversation with Mr. Lon Strickland regarding that. Then afterwards, we're going to jump into Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. And talk about some of the cryptids that are uh, running around that place. And then I'll do a movie review for the movie It. If you haven't seen It yet, I highly recommend it. Way better than the original. So again, thanks for joining here at Dark Fringe Radio. And I wanted to remind everybody about um, our social media, uh, Twitter and on SoundCloud. Is at Dark Fringe Radio. Uh, so if you could go to both of those and uh, give a thumbs up and a like and a subscribe, I would uh, highly appreciate it. We want to try to boost our numbers in those arenas. So whatever you guys can do to uh, help me out, I would uh, I would uh, be very gracious. So again, uh, you can catch us on our website at darkfringeradio.wordpress.com. Uh, but if you want to catch all the latest episodes, go to our SoundCloud cloud page. Excuse me. Uh, again, at Dark Fringe Radio on SoundCloud. So uh, we'll be getting into uh, the Apple iTunes as well uh, here, uh, hopefully in the near future. So that'll be just another avenue for uh, our listeners to uh, catch our show. And um, I hope, again, please spread the word and uh, tell your friends about this show. I would appreciate it. So, uh, again, uh, tonight we're going to be talking to Lon Strickler uh, regarding the Chicago Mothman sightings and then also the Skinwalker Ranch and uh, a little movie review for you at the end. So we'll be jumping into uh, our interview here with Lon Strickler here in a moment. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Sorry. 
My guest tonight is a Freudian researcher, author, and publisher of the syndicated Phantoms and Monsters blog. He began the blog in 2005, which has steadily grown in popularity and is read daily by tens of thousands of paranormal enthusiasts, investigators, and those seeking the truth. His research and reports have been featured on hundreds of online media resources. Several of those published reports have been presented on various television segments as well. He has been interviewed on several radio broadcasts, including multiple guest appearances on Coast to Coast AM. He was also featured on Destination America's Monsters and Mysteries in America television show for Skiesville Monster episode. He is partnered with Sean Forker and Butch Witowski at the Arcane Radio. Welcome my guests tonight on Dark Fringe Radio. Please give a round of applause for Lon Strickler. Lon, how are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. Great. Hey, listen, thanks so much for joining in on the uh, the, the podcast. And I wanted to jump in here real quick. And um, I, I, you know, I've been looking at um, you know, your, your research for you know, some, some time now. And um, I really wanted to get into the Chicago Mothman sightings. And this has been something that's been um, an increasing um, you know, occurrence here within the last year. And, and if, please correct me if I'm wrong, but so far it's been 30 to 40 sightings so far. Is that correct, Lon? Uh, right now for 2017, we're at 53 sightings. Okay. So already up to 53. And so is this, mm-hmm. um, is this something that's been like, I've never heard of something like this, having so many sightings in such a short amount of time. Is this an unusual anomaly? Oh yeah, this is, uh, this is practically historical. Um, this is the largest group of sightings of a flying being since the uh, Point Pleasant Mall, man, back in the late 60s. Right, and that's where it originated from in the 1960s and, and uh, Point Pleasant. So now what I'm also hearing from, you know, some of the research that I'm reading from your you know, site as well is that there's variations of the sightings as well. So some people are seeing maybe like a bat-like creature and some seeing like an owl-like creature. Is that, Am I correct? Yeah, earlier the... Um the sightings resembled that for the most part of the Mothman or an owl, Lacusa type being. And we had, oh, I know about three or four, five sightings like, like that. But since that time, since I'd say, uh, mid May or so, most of the sightings have been of a bat like being, with wings of a, a large bat or a gargoyle. Now, um, Lon, if you could elaborate, um, is this, you think, maybe because there's maybe different species of the Mothman, or is it maybe people are just mistaking it you know, for other variations of the same thing? Well, I don't, I don't think there is a species per se, but... These uh, these sightings in Chicago have been very similar uh, to those that were in Point Pleasant, though the, these beings in Chicago are not as aggressive as the uh, Point Pleasant Mothman was. Now, the body style is different. It's more human-like, much thinner. Uh, the wings are probably a bit broader. And, uh, there, I mean, there are some differences. Well, that's interesting. And, um, another thing I wanted to point out as well was that I noticed, uh, something that was also very uh, unique in this whole, you know, recent rash of sightings is that 
these reports are not just coming from, you know, people just off the street. This is also like police officers and firemen. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, we've had two police officers with two different sightings so far. Um, and, you know, it, it runs a gamut as far as people that have been reporting. Uh, I think almost every major neighborhood within Chicago has had a sighting. Plus, there have been other sightings outside in the suburbs as well and in uh, northwest Indiana. If you could tell me, do you think um, this is something uh, like a creature that, you know, maybe is, you know, tech related by by some, you know, standards? No, I don't think that. I I think it's a flesh and blood being uh, that it's really a being, not an entity of, you know, a non-corporal entity of any kind. I believe that it's actually from another uh, reality, maybe has found its way or found a doorway into our reality, our earth plane. And uh, I don't think it's just one being. I think we've got at least three of them. So you're saying three different uh, variations of the same thing, basically, huh? Well, th- three different beings. I mean, it's at least that many. Oh, I see. Just not not necessarily by the way it looks, the you know, the descriptions, but by uh, the where it's been showing up, why and how it's been showing up. In particular, just recently we've had six sightings in an 11-block radius in the little village area of Chicago. And... Uh, that had that hasn't really happened before. We've had sightings in on the lakefront, various areas of lakefront, but it's been all up and down uh, a four or five mile stretch. So, uh, but the sightings in the little village are are somewhat concerning. So, um, you know, as far as why that's going on, we've got some theories, but nothing really concrete. So there's a rash of a concentrated area there. That's interesting. Um, another thing that I, I noticed as well was that um, these sightings were not just like in like the outskirts of the town. This is like happening like in downtown area where it's very, very popular. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, a lot of it has been within uh, three or four miles of the lakefront downtown. So it's yeah, there have been there have been several sightings in the downtown area. Wow. Do you think there's been a, you know, the research that's been done there by, you know, people like yourself, but I'm talking about now the, maybe the police, you know, are these reports like, is any of this stuff is reported? I mean, are are they taking note of this? I'm sure. I mean, if there's so many sightings, as you're saying, then, you know, I'm sure the police are taking note of this. Is that, is that happening or no? Well, for a while there, I'd say between, July and August, I was receiving almost 20 phone calls per day from uh, from just regular people and others, you know, that didn't, that were concerned with, the, you know, the sightings and wanting to get information. Now, many of these people I have talked to were, uh, were city workers, police officers, firemen, you know, maintenance workers, as well as city government workers. And the interesting aspect of this was that they acknowledged that these sightings were well known and within the police department and within the government of the city. 
<coughs> excuse me, and um, for whatever reason, it just it, you know it's kind of been hush hush. We we've tried to file a Freedom of Information Act request. I know four requests that are going out since the uh, Auburn Gresham neighborhood sighting by the two police officers. And uh, those requests came back almost immediately with stating that there was no record of the sighting. Though the police officer stated that he did he did uh, make a report. And, that, and, and the interesting thing about it, when you file a, a Freedom of Information Act, request it usually takes several weeks to even get a response these were coming back within days so you knew you were not going to get an answer it was like right away well it's pretty obvious now we haven't and uh you know we some of our witnesses two of our witnesses have been city employees uh political employees and uh they right out would not let us use their names or any type of identification because they were afraid for their jobs. Wow. So they they've been tell they were telling us that there is it's well known within the city government, city hall, and that uh you know, they wanted nothing they wanted to make the report but they didn't want to go beyond that. Hmm. Interesting. That's listen. That's not the first time we've heard of you know government intervening in something like this. So it uh, wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Now you know this obviously you know being a cover up um, you know by all standards. Another thing I wanted to ask you, um, you know, since there's been a high impact or high you know concentration of these sightings there, has there that had any correlation to with any like UFO activity? Has there been any uptick in that as well? No, and in fact, it's been it's been waning off during these sightings. Chicago and the um, the overall Lake Michigan area is well known for UFO sightings, and uh, there has always been a steady stream of sightings in the area. But for whatever reason, we have been checking all the reporting agencies, and the sightings in the area has really really dropped. So I don't know if there's a correlation there or not. Uh, the paranormal activity as well, I haven't seen that many reports coming w- within the Chicago area lately. We have several paranormal investigators within our task force, uh, investigators in the Chicago area, and they haven't registered any uh, increased activity. Wow, that's interesting. Well, let me ask you this, um, Lon. I'm in the Florida area. Are you investigating anything in this particular area currently? I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, we've got we've got an area down in um, in Florida of a similar type being being seen in the Pasco County area, uh, and uh, it's actually been two different people who have seen this being on uh one of the highways so uh we've got people investigating that now yeah that's in the tampa area if i'm not mistaken and um you know i've always heard of you know pretty crazy stuff happening out there but that's pretty interesting i also wanted to ask you you know these um these sightings that you know we're having there in chicago this high concentrated you know um you know happenings is this you know I know they always say from the you know whole Point Pleasant thing that it was a harbinger of doom and, and, and so on and so forth. Do you subscribe to that theory at all? 
No, I don't buy into that at all. I believe the uh, the uh, the actual bridge collapse, the silver bridge collapse, where forty people passed away. Um, I think that was just coincidental, basically. Uh, there were a lot of sightings in and around Point Pleasant, even across the river in Ohio, during the two-year time period before the, the bridge collapse. And uh, I don't think it really had anything to do with the, you know, with what happened. I just think it was used as uh, <clears throat> maybe an explanation to people. You know, it was a it was a big tragedy for you know such a small community. Yeah, of course. And uh, I think I think the uh, residents kind of used it as an excuse to try to cope with what happened. And then, of course, John Keel kind of jumped on that and. Uh, started asking questions, even though there was a lot of other activity going on in the area. The UFO sightings were heavy, you know, of course, the men in black sightings and a few other things. So um, I, uh, I I don't believe it really had anything to do with it. And in fact, some of these other so-called harbinger doom uh, theories with uh, flying humanoids, you know, it's usually reported after the fact. So, um, I, I really don't believe that there is much uh, substance to that. Yeah, that kind of makes sense because bad stuff happens every day. So, I mean, if something like yeah. that happens, you know, you can directly correlate it to something bad happening. So I could see that. That makes sense. Another thing I wanted to ask you, Lon, um, is there any other types of different type of cryptids that people are seeing in the Chicago area not Mothman-like? Well, there have been these pterodactyl, pterosaur-like being sightings. Uh, but that's been going on for years. Uh, the, uh, people describe them as looking like a prehistoric bird, prehistoric, uh, dinosaur, flying dinosaur. Uh, we've had a couple of those sightings over the years and, um, uh, but that's about it. I mean, of course there's, there's been a lot of weird things north of there up in the Wisconsin area. Wisconsin is known for a lot of strange cryptid activity. So um, I would have to I would have to say that would be the only thing. Okay. Well I would have to imagine, you know, all these people seeing these, you know, flying things, you know, creatures flying in the air. Have any of these reports been like reported to MUFON or and have they, you know, correlated with you with any kind of this information as well? Well, some of the early sightings came from MUFON. And unfortunately, when MUFON gets a report, there's no way I can get a witness contact information. So we had to work off with what was available. Now, I was contacted by MUFON after we started getting reports. And basically, they were complaining that the reports they were getting, they weren't able to get in contact with the witnesses. And they just started... They, made an overture to me about working together. And quite frankly, I, you know, I was, I was willing to do that, <clears throat> but unfortunately things didn't work out. And which is, uh, is the way MUFON works. I mean, they're, um, it's very difficult to work with that organization as I've had bad, I've had bad instances in the past with them. So, uh, I decided that I was, just going to stay away from it. And, uh, you know, if they got a report here and there that I happened to catch, I'd go ahead and look into it as much as I could. But beyond that, we, I just decided to cut ties with them. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, listen, uh, Lon, um, one last thing, and uh, before I let you go, um, I also wanted to ask you, what other things uh, are you working on uh, besides this um, you know, this Mothman creature in Chicago? I know you mentioned the one in uh, Pasco County down here in Florida. Anything else that's at the high on your list right now? Well, we've been working for the past. Butch Wachowski and I uh, have been working on a um, some – Dogman Upright Canine Sightings in, in central Pennsylvania. And we've been working on that for about three years. So uh, you know, the sightings have been pretty sparse lately. But we had, I, I'd say we had 21 very good sightings within about a year and a half period within that time. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what we're, you know, working into. And of course, I've got my own cases now with uh, paranormal and uh other type of uh, home or uh, work location sightings with people. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm always busy. I, I mean, there's no, there's no laying off period with me. There's always something going on. There's always something. No off season for you, Lon. No. Well, listen, uh, Lon, can you give everybody your information where they can get more of your, uh, you know, what you're doing, um, your books as well? Uh, if you could give me that information as well for all our listeners. Yeah, the website is. Uh, phantomsandmonsters.com uh, you, you can also receive a daily newsletter if you go in the right column and scroll down there's a uh, there's a module for you to sign up to subscribe to that and uh, the books can be found on Google I mean on Amazon just uh, you know just go in there and, and uh, search my name Lon Strickler or search phantoms and monsters I've got five books out right now. And uh, I'm working on another one, which has to do with these sightings in Chicago. Well, wonderful. Lon, listen, thank you so much. I do appreciate you coming on the show, and you have a great night. Okay, thanks again. Thank you, Lon. guest Lon Strickler for coming on the uh, podcast tonight and uh, giving his insight on the Chicago Mothman sightings that are happening over there and it's just crazy I mean just think about it it's just been 50 over 50 sightings at the beginning of the year that's a lot of sightings just for one area and uh, that, that's just unprecedented so you know Whatever you can do to kind of like uh, follow Lon Strickler's work, please go to phantomsandmonsters.com. Follow his work there and, uh, you know, you know, try to you know stay in tune as far as what's going on there in Chicago, because, of course, there's a lot of things going on there. So as of I uh, as I've promised at the beginning of the uh, podcast, I am going to do a movie review of it. And I saw this uh, movie with my 10 year old son. And I want to tell you, it's a uh, it's a great film. First off, first off, it's just uh, a lot of uh, good scares, and um, it uh, it's very true to the game as far as what the 80s were concerned. I lived through the 80s. I was born in 79, so I uh, lived through the good the majority of the 80s there, and uh, I know the uh, you know the feeling how it was and the 
the clothing and the ambiance of the 80s and it was it captured exactly that and um again it was uh you know a remake of an old film that uh was uh, adapted from an old Stephen King novel it was a made for tv movie that didn't really do that well uh, but it did le- it was kind of like a cult classic because of what it was uh but it wasn't a great film um from the beginning but this remake it just surpassed any kind of you know expectations that the original had and also the remake had from its inception so um i definitely recommend it um it was um it stars bill skarsgard as pennywise and uh, jaden lieber her as uh, bill and finn wolford as uh richie and uh, you'll recognize finn wolford from stranger things He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's just a great actor, young guy. And, uh, you know, he just kind of cuts through the scenes and, you know, kind of just commands the uh, the attention of uh, all uh, or all movie goers. Uh, He just did a wonderful job. And, uh, you know, Bill Skarsgård did a fucking phenomenal job as as Pennywise. I mean, he was fucking creepy. When you watch this film, it just... it's not Tim Curry. It's not that shit. It's it, and I'm not saying shit in a bad way. I'm saying shit in a good way because you know Tim Curry did a hell of a job as Pennywise uh, in the '80s, but Bill Skarsgård just totally took that role and took it to another level. And uh, I, I give a, a lot of uh, credit to Bill uh, for that role. I think if it was a weak uh, performance in that particular. A position it could have made or break this film and uh, i'm glad that he was able to take that role and run with it and did a phenomenal job so i highly recommend it um i would give it uh, eight out of ten stars like i said a great film uh, a great performance by all the actors in the film and the actresses and um i uh, highly re- highly 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 recommend you uh, checking out It by Stephen King's the remake uh, from the uh, 1980s version, but the uh, 2017 version of It. So please uh, make sure you uh, you know try to check it out, and uh, you know think you guys would be uh, pleasantly surprised by it. Again, Will Martinez here with you, Dark Fringe Radio. Um, you can catch us on our website, darkfringeradio.wordpress.com. Also, SoundCloud and I on uh, SoundCloud and Twitter at Dark Fringe Radio, uh, the, at those handles. And uh, please uh, give a uh, like and a uh, retweet on both of those. And uh, please spread the word. Let everybody know about what's going on uh, with Dark Fringe Radio. Next week, we're going to be talking about the Las Vegas shooting. And uh, my uh, my co-host, Jake Losey, will be back online and uh, ready to uh, discuss this uh, Las Vegas shooting that happened about a month and a half ago. And all the inconsistencies that are happening uh, in regards to that. And not only that, it's just completely, you know, vanished from the uh, mainstream media. If you, there's nobody talking about it at this point, but there's so many inconsistencies at the same point that I think that it definitely warrants a discussion. And, uh, you know, just recently we just had an incident in uh, New York City with a uh, person who decided to take a rental truck and, uh, you know, run over innocent civilians in the New York City area. But again, I think it may have been a false flag because 
It just so happened to coincidentally happen on the same week Donald Trump had uh, indictments uh, brought upon three of his uh, former co-contributors for his uh, his campaign. So, uh, again, it's uh, it's something that we're going to talk about with my uh, my uh, co-host, Jay Galosi. Um, obviously, he's out of commission, but he'll be back next week and uh, we'll be able to break that down and pick that apart and really talk about what's going on. And uh, also the Stephen Paddock thing in uh, Las Vegas, which absolutely just you know, vanish from uh, mainstream media. So we're going to be getting into all that here uh, next week. So please, um, you know, make sure you uh, spread the word and tell everybody about Dark Fringe Radio. Again, I am your host, Will Martinez. Next week, we'll have Jake Pelosi back on the line. And um, again, please go to uh, our uh, social media and uh, do whatever you can to spread the word. Again, I am your host, Will Martinez. Uh, Thank you again at Dark Fringe Radio. And I hope you guys Have a great night and happy Day of the Dead. So I love you very much and uh, talk to you guys next week.